an incredible double cream <laughs> she's one. Like losing her mind, like looking at her face, she's like, <laughs> I don't know why I chose this as a question because it's making me hungry. <laughs> I think you're gonna say something else. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming back to your ear holes, your hosts for the Basically Being Better podcast, Rachel and Abby. Hello everyone and welcome back to Basically Being Better. I'm Abby. And I'm Rachel. And I say welcome back, but it might be your first time and what an episode to choose. Pick another one. (laughs) Try again. <laughs> Try again later. Um, today's episode is TED Talk Roulette. And basically what we've done is I've picked two TED Talks and Rachel's picked two TED Talks and we're going to tell each other about them. We don't know what they are and I struggled with this real hard. Yeah, me too. So I watched like 70 TED Talks. <laughs> We didn't put any like criteria on what yeah, TED Talk had my to problem. be about, and it was really hard to um, choose which one you actually like gelled with and wanted to share. Yes, and that's the other thing because because you haven't watched the TED Talks I have, you have no like. Yeah, I felt that way about that thing too, which yeah. is like the key to our podcast. I so know. this might have been a terrible mistake. I know. We thought we'd try something new. <laughs> But we might have taken it too far. Bear with us. Uh, yeah. Or come back next week. Oh, yeah, pick another episode. Last week's one was funny. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, dear. I know. Before oh, the TED Talk roulette, though, I have a quick question. Excellent. And I have prepared you on this one. You have? Okay. And my answer to this question has just got more convoluted. But anyway, more complex, I should say. That's the right word. Uh, hey, Abby, what are your top three cheeses? <laughs> cheeses, oh my God. Do you know I read somewhere that like cheese is like... A drug? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and it makes you want more if you eat it. It just like continually wants... It's like... My yeah. love for cheese feels like it's an addiction. <laughs> So, yeah, I can... Addicted to cheese. Yeah. I think it is. I, I have... I am fully addicted. Like, you heard me yesterday. Pete forgot cheese in the burritos, <laughs> and it was it was absolute... I don't know what he was up to. <laughs> A meltdown? It was. No cheese. No melt. No melt. Down. Yes. <laughs> um, but my top... What did you say? Top three? Yeah. Okay, it's too hard. I know. So what I've done is I've got... So I've got a top ten, two in tier one, and three in tier two, and then there's like multiple tiers. Okay, cool. Hit so me. Tier one is if it was on the plate, I'd just eat the whole thing. Yeah. Is Havati. Yeah. Uh, the food snob one. Yes. In particular, yes. which you can get from your local countdown or uh, New World. I don't know if you can get it in Pack and Save. I think you can. Yes, you can get food snob at Pack and Save. <sighs> So good. It is delightful. Uh, and then my second one, and these aren't even. Oh no, the second one is halloumi. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, 
Specifically, my dad makes a halloumi that's very good. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. It's very fun. So fun that our pathetic attempted a present for him last year as a group of children. Me and my sisters was a cheese book. (laughs) <laughs> on how to make cheese uh, is he branched out from that the was, that was like $40 between three <laughs> and we, we could have upped our game slightly this year his, was his big 60th birthday and we have yet to get him a present so <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can outdo the cheese book oh I know I mean like you peaked <laughs> did oh that is so fun how long has he been making halloumi for um I don't know. A couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Because mm, you can just get it from the mm. from the um, the vet mm. and do it with his own milk. So it's like proper full cream, <laughs> unpasteurized. Like, Yum. it's probably not food safe, but no, it tastes good. But it tastes delicious. Yeah. So halloumi. Oh, yes. And then tier two is like mozzarella, gouda, yeah. brie. Oh, gouda. Uh, like a brie is a pretty common cheese, but yeah. it's a bloody good one. Yeah, I really enjoy like a the double cream brie's. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Man, I'm like camembert. You, there's a reason why it's the one that everybody buys. It's because it's good. It's yeah. It's, you know, if you pick up any type, it's gonna be good. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And then there's just like one that. Oh, I shouldn't even start saying this because I don't know the name of it and I don't know the like type of cheese it is, um, but it's like gooey as hell. It's Ooh. so good. And I don't know, I got, you can get it. It's like $11 though. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. stupidly expensive. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so I don't know why I explained that, but it's really good cheese. Next time you're in the supermarket, send me a picture of it. Well. Or is it not in the supermarket? No, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. If you're coming around tomorrow night, we can have cheese. And I'll get that one. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I don't think Shelly eats cheese. But oh, we, we can. can. <laughs> Should we just get one of everything we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, actually. No. Um, what are your... Cheese coma. Uh, cheese coma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I've just got a list of ones that I like because I couldn't limit it to three. <laughs> so you're just going to name all cheeses? Probably. <laughs> Nah, I've got like, I've kind of done it similar. I've got like the ones like, these are delicious. And a couple of them I don't have all the time, but when I do, like, I like go crazy for them. Right. Kind of forget about them. Yeah. And then I've got my other ones like, these are consistently good. I will always get these ones. Right, okay. Okay. Um, I forgot feature as well. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I know, I don't even have that on my list. I didn't think about my staple type cheese. Right, okay, you're going like off the bed and track cheese. Kinda. Okay, well, Like a cheese board cheese. I'm excited to hear that. Oh, they feta on a cheese board, yes. Um, oh. like, like marinated feta. Oh, or, or like those, um, like ash, like yes. ghost cheese. That's my, yes. Oh, yes. So the Kaikoura Cheese Company one. Yes. The goat's. Cheese with the ash coating. Yes. Oh, it is just like melt in your mouth divine. <laughs> so was that your like number one? It was my number, yeah, it was in my number one line. Okay, what else? Is oh my there? gosh, it was so freaking good. Um, I want that right now. <laughs> um, I really enjoy like 
a creamy blue. Oh. Like I, I know you don't like blue you cheeses. Lost me at blue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I really enjoy like a really creamy one, so you kind of get the mix of like the flavor of the blue, but often not as intense. Right. And you get the creamy texture as well. Mm. My mouth is just like going crazy <laughs> right now. <laughs> Where's my cheese? Um, uh, another, another one, and I don't have a specific brand or anything, but really like an aged smoked cheddar. Ooh, like okay. Hard, yep. Mm, especially if it's smoked. Mm-hmm. Really love those flavors. Um, we talked about the like the creamy breeze. Costello do an incredible double cream <laughs> she's one. She's like losing her mind. Like looking at her face, she's like. <laughs> I don't know why I chose this as a question because it's making me hungry. <laughs> I think you're gonna say something else. <laughs> eyes are like rolling back in her head while she's talking I'm like about thinking these about cheeses. these cheeses I'm like man that's so good I haven't had a cheese board in so long <laughs> and then I've also put down halloumi and havarti like they're the standard like can't go, can't wrong. go wrong love them yeah. yeah so not a top three <laughs> how many was that five I think I named six. Oh, well done yeah it's good so good very passionate about cheese. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you asked me this quick question just so you can talk about cheese. Do you know what? When I, it came up because John and I talked about it on the weekend. Okay. And I hadn't really given it much thought. And then as soon as I asked you, I'm like, oh, crap. That's not a good question. It <laughs> like, is a good question. It is a good question, but I shouldn't have said top three. <laughs> Should like, we just talk about cheese? <laughs> Tell me about cheese. Yeah. <laughs> what question. cheeses do you enjoy? <laughs> Quick question. Tell me about your cheese habits. Oh, man. Um, yes. That was cheese. Yeah. Do you have an instance for I to do. Like, round us off I with do. that? Not related to cheese. So it's from at Spirit Daughter. Ooh. And uh, it says, when you focus on the good, the good gets better. Oh. Hmm. I like that. No, it's not. Change your mindset. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. something I watched on TED, TED Talks. Um, I've got an instance for as well. Okay. Because we're yeah. extra inspirational. We're inspirational today. Uh, the cost of not following your heart is spending the rest of your life wishing you had. Oh, man, yeah. So that is from Mantra Magazine, my favourite inspirational quote base. That is such a good one. Yeah. Sometimes the what you, ifs. But yeah, but like, how do you know what your heart's saying? I don't know. I think that's my hardest part of all that. But then I guess it's like if you if you have like an inkling or like a feeling towards something you really want to do and it keeps coming up, I guess that's your heart telling you that maybe you should explore this. Oh, or is that your gut? Or is that your gut? Heart, gut. Whew, don't know. Don't know. Mm. I feel like a heart's a lot more wishful than a gut. Yeah. You definitely get different feelings from your heart and your gut. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, could ponder that for a we while. We could ponder that for a while. TED Talk Roulette. TED Talk Roulette. 
absolutely disastrous idea that I came up with. Uh, no, I think it was good, except we're both. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is that made me keep watching and watching. <laughs> uh, the power of the social media. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, my problem was that I would watch one and I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't have enough to talk about talk about with this one. Uh, next one. Yeah. And then I did Let's that. try again. Yeah, and then yeah. I did that on like yeah. multiple. Yeah. And then sometimes the titles would not give me the information that I thought I was going to get, so that I felt yes. like I needed to watch another that was going to give me the information I wanted. Yeah, that's quite interesting. Okay, so what have you decided to talk about? Oh, right, okay. I'll do one, you do one, I'll do one, you do one. Yes, okay, so the one, I, okay, I, to be honest, what happened was I started watching them and then I only wrote notes for some of them and, um, uh, basically, I did it this morning as well, <laughs> <laughs> in a rush. So the other problem was, yeah, okay, I just haven't done a very good job, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I watched Next 10 Years to Transform the Future of Humanity or Destabilize the Planet. Oh, that sounds like a lot. Yeah, well, the top ones on the TED thing were uh, all about Countdown, and they were all like climate change related ones oh. and do you know what I did I watched TEDx ones and I watched TED ones oh I didn't realise there was a <laughs> so I don't know which ones have you watched I have no idea I went to the TED talk page and then I scrolled and you know how they've got the different categories on the front page no that's not how I did it oh so I <laughs> went to discuss this. I went to the website and um oh you went to the website like where did you go just to YouTube and I wrote oh. TED in and then it took me to like TED's like YouTube page YouTube page but then there was a TEDx YouTube page as well oh that's so interesting I was because you did tell me what you well that you'd seen what the categories that you had kind of seen and when I looked it up I'm like hmm not getting the same ones <laughs> But I didn't think why. <laughs> so they just had roll different categories rolling on the front page, and I'm just like, oh yeah, that one. Scroll down, that one. Oh. Mm. Okay. Well, part of their countdown series. Okay. Yeah. This was is... that a count? Was there that? On I think I page? did see like a countdown category. Right. So they were all the climate change ones. Ah. Okay. Cool. Which were all very interesting because I got zapped into a few. Yeah. Um. Zapped I got pulled into quite a few. Uh, a lot about capitalism and changing the economy and things okay. like that. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, but this one was, I can't even remember the name of the guy, didn't write it down, but it was basically, it was really fun. Like, they'd obviously, uh, they'd put all sorts of graphics and stuff around him and over him and the things were rolling and while he was talking, things were happening and there was like images and I enjoyed watching it so yeah. I decided I'll talk about this cool. but basically what it is is the world is fucked oh. and <laughs> we've got 10 years to either fix it or continue to on our path yes and yeah. there's he basically was saying that there's nine of the 15 um what were they called biophysical systems that regulate our, there's 15 biophysical systems that regulate uh, climate change on our the climate uh, 
and nine of them are in decline, showing signs of decline. Oh. So, or reaching a tipping point. So those are like the ice shelves melting, the yeah. Amazon rainforest instead of becoming instead of doing being a carbon sink being the opposite. Yeah. Which is a carbon upwards. Yeah, that dog son. Yeah. Can you could you hear it? Oh yeah, I can hear it. I uh, can hear it, but it doesn't like grind on me. There's it's, like all sorts of noises going on. Yeah, there are. We can close that window. No, I think but I think it's so warm. Yes. yes. Um. Now I want to know, like, what's the opposite of a sink? Um. Don't know. I wrote it down. I just can't read my notes. That's oh, okay. Um. Oh, so nine of them are in. Yeah decline yeah and how our planet like he did it was just a lot of like fun infographics about climate change basically and there was one about how like our temperature is rising and in the last three million years we've never gone over two degrees um like a change yeah Yeah. that in three million years because he said just like for like a short a period uh, since the last since the last ice age we've stayed pretty much the same and then if you t- and that was not three million years ago that was mm. like a thousand ten thousand and then he said pull that out to three million we've never like gone over it which was like so we really like fucking it up yeah uh and his final thing was like we have the technology we have the knowledge we just need to like start utilizing it like yeah now get everyone on board yeah that's like the hardest part isn't it yeah. Uh, yeah, and I guess, I guess you can relate that to most things. Like, often people resist change or making the required change that they they might they might not understand that it's going to help further mm. down the track. But then once they do it, they're like, "Why didn't I do this sooner?" Yeah. I really hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm gonna cough. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that... Oh, then, then I watched a couple of other, like, climate change ones or slash, like, fixing the economy ones, which were, like, um, one lady who... I'm not sure I enjoyed the way she spoke, but she was going on about how... Because she was an economist and that how you could... She, she thinks that it's possible to live with capitalism and in line with the planet, but we just need to rethink how we are, um, like, what the costing of things is. So, like, because at the moment we're, uh, the, we are subsidizing fossil fuels with, mm. with our planet and our, yes. our humanity. Yes. And to make it cheap. But if we actually put a cost on the effect on the environment yeah it wouldn't be viable yeah man that so needs to that would be a helpful way to make people stop and think Mm. and take action yeah or just get rid of it mate yeah (laughs) i know find that is the alternative it's the alternatives that like often stop people from taking it further right I think so. Mm. I think it's also like too hard. Too hard. Whew. And there's not like an exact this alternative is... that's going to be like 
from what I understand, and that's limited, uh, like an exact thing, nothing's perfect like yeah. to fix it, and it's like everyone's waiting around for the perfect thing yes. to come, whereas maybe we need to be doing like small changes yes. that aren't necessarily perfect, but... Yes. Didn't we have like an instant inspo a few weeks ago? Oh, or maybe we just talked about it in general about how if you wait until it's a perfect environment to make that change, then you'll never make it. I think so. Does that sound familiar? It does sound familiar. Yeah. Exactly, though. Exactly. So we need to stop waiting for the perfect moment and just get on with it. Get on with it. Focus on what we can do and hopefully that will start a process words are not coming today yeah that's all right what's your ted talk hit me with it okay so i've got one ted talk that i've got a few notes on and one that i've got none so okay the the first one that i enjoyed was called the gift and power of emotional courage Ooh. um by susan david and it was about 16 minutes or so um, Look at you writing the see. I didn't. I normally rely on I you know. to write down the name of the person who's talking and their background. We and... work so well as a team. <laughs> I rely on you for information, and I get like that. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think about that part. Yeah, we didn't think about. It. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. oh, okay. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Tell me more. It was really interesting. So she kind of talked a little bit about her 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 story, I guess, um, about how her dad passed away when she was relatively young, like, I want to say around 14-ish, can't remember exactly, good notes, Um, (laughs) and how she didn't, she kept going, she kept, like, going to school and getting the grades and all of that, and people would ask how she was, and she said, I'm okay, I'm fine, blah, blah, blah. And didn't really like deal with that emo- the emotions, the grief and the sorrow and all of that that she was feeling. And it wasn't until, um, like in one of her classes, they all got given blank journals to just write down whatever they wanted to do. And that was when she was able to start like acknowledging the way that she was feeling and the emotions, not just pushing them aside. Right. So that was kind of like her story. Um, and she talks about how we basically, if we ignore our emotions and push them down, then they end up owning us. But in, but really, we own our emotions and we have the control to deal with them, and process them, and make the decision how they're going to affect us. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, it was, it was really quite interesting, and I think it also, it it's tied into a few thing, it, things that we've looked at before, like the Brené Brown call to courage. Mm. It tied into that quite, quite a bit, which was which was really interesting. Um, and she she also acknowledged that like discomfort and. Feeling those emotions is just a, a price of a price to the uh, living out the life that we do. Right, it's yeah. a part of life. You, yeah. you can't be happy a hundred percent of the time, and you've got to acknowledge the way that you feel. But then also you have the power, so it's not 
So it's learning to rephrase how you're telling yourself what's going on. So instead of I am sad, it's I notice that I am feeling sad. Yeah. And then you can explore it further, yeah. which we've talked about before and I can't remember I don't know what if, it was that... Have we talked about that before? I feel like we... I definitely have heard that before. Yeah. Maybe, saying, yeah. saying you feel rather than you are something. Mm. So it takes it, separates it for you from your feelings yes separates from and then you can acknowledge it and deal with it and not not let it be like all encompassing yeah yeah Yeah. which was which i do actively try to do that try and do that where i like if i'm feeling something i'll say if i'm trying to describe how i'm feeling i would say i feel this way rather than I am yeah sad yeah. I just fe- I feel sad yeah yeah because then it's like not who I am it's no. just an emotion I'm feeling yes at that point in time yes. it's not forever it doesn't mean that okay I'm I'm sad so I'm going to be sad for the rest of the day yeah it's I'm just feeling sad at this point in time and then you can explore it either yeah. way yeah um yeah it was really interesting. She also mentioned that there's been research that shows that this acceptance of all of our emotions, including like the the bad, well, shouldn't really call them bad ones, but the um, the less fun ones, the less fun ones, <laughs> <laughs> um, is the cornerstone to resilience, thriving, and true authentic happiness. So, in order to, mm. yeah. Not in order to achieve that, but it's the research has shown that people who feel that way have also been able to accept their emotions, all of them. Mm. So people who feel their emotions rather than what? Let them run them. Re- oh, right, them gotcha, them. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So then they're yeah. more, more likely to be happy. Mm. Oh, snap. Yeah. And she finished with this uh, by saying that courage is not an absence of fear. Courage is fear walking. And that just tied in so nicely to Brene Brown's mm. call to courage. Courage isn't the absence of fear. Courage is fear walking. Oh. So, yeah. Courage isn't doing it because you're not afraid. It's... Doing being it anyway. Yeah, doing it anyway. Feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Yes. And not, I am fearful or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, I am feeling fear. Yeah. Feel it's, the fear and do it anyway. Is that like a something off something? I think so. Feel the fear and do it anyway. It's a quote from something. Because I'm pretty sure my friend had it tattooed on her, but I'm not sure. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and I'm not sure we're friends anymore, so it doesn't really matter. I had a dream the other night that, like, because she wasn't, okay, like, I can't go into it. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. That sounds like an interesting one, though. What was the name of it? It was uh, The Gift and Power of Emotional Courage. Oh, yes. Yeah. I get ya. It was really, it was really... It was good. I recommend it 100%. Um, another thing that she said, which kind of links back to something that happened yesterday, 
is that she says when they push when you push aside your emotions or ignore them they get stronger like that oh. like that like losing the willpower to eat that chocolate cake in the fridge yeah, like yeah, you yeah. ignore it and your want for it gets more and more and more yeah and like yesterday at work I I was feeling some things <laughs> and I turned to you and I'm like help me please <laughs> and we talked it through and it helped and yeah like moved. Obviously, it still consumed me a little bit for the rest of the day, but it helped to bring it down a notch. Yeah, it wasn't just like getting bigger and bigger in your head and yeah. more and more, taking more and more space in yes. your brain. Yes. Yeah. I've slowly minimized the space in my brain to just a tiny speck today. It's a little annoyance. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's good effort. I put something into practice. Well kind done. Of. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Oh, cool. Mm. Yeah, no, that's that's um, so true. Mm. I feel like I've read a few things lately that have been, like, about um, talking mm. and using your voice or or writing or journaling or, or meditating to try and address issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, very cryptic, but yeah. Yeah. It's all been saying the same thing. Yes. Yeah, that you need to be talking or journaling or writing or whatever. You need to have, be using words to get through work. To process. Yeah. Yeah. To process stuff. It can't just be your brain going in circles like a hamster wheel. Because it does. Yeah. Continuously if you don't stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's why people should just be more open about everything that's going on because then at least everybody would know where you stand and... Everybody would be happy because they would be accepting their emotions. Exactly. We've just solved the world's problems. Do you know this? I often think about this. Like, in the work environment, we talk about a lot. We talk about when we're frustrated or whatever. We we voice our opinions. We're not afraid to. Yeah. And I appreciate that so much. And when I... There's very few people that do that. Yeah. And it makes me... Not hearing other people talking the way we do, it makes me think, oh... Are they? It makes me think two things. Either oh, they're really happy, and I shouldn't. Yeah, they're way more well adjusted than us. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they're really happy. They love their job. They've obviously got no problems or whatever. And then it makes me feel a little bit bad for um, venting what? all the time. Yes, <laughs> and like, like maybe maybe this is okay. Maybe you shouldn't let it worry me, or whatever. But then the other my other thought, which is. Uh, um, for them, like, <laughs> oh no, what if they're not happy? What if they are struggling with all these same things and they feel like they can't talk about it? I know, because they don't have someone sitting next to them. Yes, that they can Just talk like, too freely about this type of stuff. That guy's a stupid head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I feel like when things are talked about more openly you're able to work th- through things easier mm. than just having this thing that's there. I think it helps you to work out who you are more. Yeah. So, like, you can, like, I don't know. Maybe that's why we podcast, so we just can talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, I just don't know. It just helps you work out if you say Because when I say stuff that's been going on in my head, it either feels more real or it's like, oh, no, actually, that's not true. Why did I think that? Yes. 
It's funny how often, like, I find myself saying something and once I've said it out loud, I'm like, oh, actually, <laughs> I've got that completely wrong. Or, like, yeah. man, I need to reevaluate how I was feeling about yeah. that. And it's not until you hear it out loud you, like, catch yourself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So you've got to have, like, people like you who I trust, like, to say whatever yeah. and you not be offended slash um, you be like, actually, Abby, that's, that's just not – it's yeah. just straight up not true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you've got to have people that you trust that you can talk to. Yeah. And talk to them. Yes. I think is important. I agree. So that you can be, what's what's the thing? Courage, emotional something. Yeah. <laughs> so you can utilise the gift and power of emotional courage. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Oh. <laughs> nice. That was a good one. Yeah, it was really good. If you've got a spare 16 minutes, give it a listen. <laughs> a listen or a watch? A listen or a watch, yes. Was it done recently or was it uh, one from the past? Don't know. Don't know. Shouldn't was there be. an audience or was there no audience? That's basically how I can tell. Yes, there was an audience because he was laughing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, so maybe like last yearish. It yeah. was relatively. It was relatively new. It well, didn't look like one of the like early early ones. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. What's your second TED talk? Okay, so I did like multiple other ones, but this one here, I wrote the most notes. On, I wrote the most notes on the other one compared to the other ones I watched. So um, I'm just gonna say it. So it's basically, uh, what role does luck play in your life? Ooh. What's the name of it? pretty sure can't remember was a um can't remember the name of the guy it was a guy who is a psychologist and he's apparently done a few ted talks before um it was not in front of the audience so i believe it was done during covid uh basically he was talking about how he started off but most of it was about how he like works for a university and the criteria for getting into a university is just getting ridiculous. Like they have to make it the criteria harder and harder and put more and more pressure on high school students to get into these top schools because, um, because they only have a certain number of places at these schools. So they've got to make it so hard that it's only like very small amount of people can get in. So they've got them. Yeah. And he's basically like what he reckons is they should do is, um, make a a criteria. You've got to get a certain amount, a certain grades, blah, 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 to get in, and then it's a certain amount of... Uh, and then put all the names of the people who meet that criteria into a hat and pull them out. And um, it's basically luck of the draw. Mm. But then he's like, obviously people aren't going to like that idea, even though it is basically what happens. Mm. But... Um, people don't admit it, but it is basically what happens because the idea that people, that you, what was it? Sorry, could have write it down. The idea that really important things in our lives are out of our control is like hard to stomach. Yes. So he, yes. he was saying that um, that's why people, but, but if you really look at things, pretty much everything that that is good that happens to people that is outside of their control is because of luck. Yeah. And, like, he was talking about how um, in his life he was lucky because he moved to the certain place and he was lucky enough to meet a certain person and that's how he ended up in this certain situation and the way he is. Um, and he said 
appreciating that life is a lottery um, and if you appreciate that life is basically just just the cards you've been dealt with and like anything good in your life is luck makes you appreciate the good things in your life more mm. because mm. they're um, because you're lucky to have them yes um, but then he's also like on the other hand saying that people who have like because sometimes people just aren't as lucky and they just aren't like I often think about this this is not what he was talking about but I often think about this like I so like I it's just luck of the draw that I was born in a body that is white like privileged woman like that I can do all the things that I've done in my life like it's just in a safe country yeah in a safe country like I've never had because I'm lucky. Mm. Um, and so basically the message at the end was like, uh, you've if you're in a position where you have been lucky, then you need to start thinking about how to help those people who are unlucky. Oh. And, the, and, and how the people who are... The only difference between you and them is that, that you had more luck is how you're going to help those people yeah with something and yeah. he's referenced a philosopher i can't remember the name <laughs> See, i rely on you so much yeah. to do that. um and this guy basically said if you didn't know what your position in society was going to be like what your position in society was going to be what kind of society would you want to create so if you like born and you didn't know where you were going to sit in society, like, in terms of you were going to grow up and have a good job, blah, 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 have money, be able to afford to eat, etc. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know that you were going to, you were going to be lucky enough to do that, what sort of society would you want to live in? And basically the answer is you'd want to live in an equal one where everybody got yes. the same, like... Luck. Luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got what they deserve. Yes. Yeah. I just thought it was an interesting one. That is really interesting. It's like another way to look at... Yeah. Things. Yeah. That is really interesting. How long was it? Not that long. 12 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Standard. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I want to watch that. Yeah. Like, most of it is him talking about how the way to get into college should be changed to this pulling it out of a hat. Yeah. But then, like, the last five minutes of it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's really, um... That's really cool. And it makes me think of this quote. I can't remember it. (laughs) It makes me think of a quote I can't remember. It made me think of something that I read during, um the US elections. Right. And someone someone posted like a video on how they're teaching their children about what's going on and then she posted this um this this little like blurb thing and it was like <laughs> vote vote as if vote as if you're a black woman living in society, vote as if you're brother is transgen- transgender voters if you're living in poverty voters if um 
the, the world is on fire and there was like obviously that's paraphrasing what she had written down and it was just a, a main that came to my mind how he's like you've been lucky how are you going to help each other out mm-hmm. and that's how we should how we should be voting in for everything not yeah. just like elections but every single scenario because we are we are in a position where we are lucky and and we are able to live the lives we live. How can we help others that aren't so lucky? Yeah, it's not voting for our benefit; it's voting for others, yes. other be- benefits. And I'm not just talking about like elections. I'm talking about voting with your dollar or whatever, yeah, 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 or yeah. that type of thing. Totally. Yeah. Yes, you're so right. Yeah, I just it was a good one just to like make you step back and be like, yes, yes. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) I am very lucky. (laughs) Yes, I'm very lucky. And, like, how am I going to help people who aren't so lucky? Pay pay it forward, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a good, like, good thought one. It's so, like, yeah. I feel like I don't do enough to help others, but then also I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) <laughs> that's the problem eh? like it's always like where to start and then if you read Sarah Wilson's book she says you've got to start where you are yeah have you got that bit yet no oh I'm only halfway through oh yeah have you got to the bit okay yeah keep reading keep reading I will yeah but she basically goes into like um like people often like think I just don't ha- I just can't I don't have the resources I don't have the mm. ability I'm not good at writing I'm not like a great public speaker or anything like that like I'm uh, where do I like where do I start and she basically wants to start where you are if you're mm. um, a busy mum who's hectic life is just like all over the show then just what in your life can you do that like that has a little bit of an impact and she talked about how her friend um was really uh i don't know if it's upset it's the word but um was worried that people weren't going to go to the climate change marches because they couldn't get there um and it was just too hard basket so she just she just didn't regular old person just hired a minivan and put it on Facebook and said I've got a minivan anybody who wants to come to the climate march uh here's a google doc go into it definitely paraphrasing read the book um maybe I have read this because this is sounding very familiar yeah and then she um the minivan booked out like within 10 minutes or something and then the next so then they had to get bigger and bigger buses and it was just like they ended up with like three or four buses going to the climate match or 200 people or something stupid i can't remember read the book um it's so cool but small change yeah she just she just did one thing that she could do Mm. and it ended up making all of this like 200 more people at the at the climate change which is a big difference yeah so it was like yeah, just start where you are. What can you do in your life that, mm. that is a, just even if it's just a small thing, just start mm. where you are, which I have read through twice now and I'm like, oh, man, where do I start, though? <laughs> I know. I think, I, I, uh, I said, oh, yeah, decision, <laughs> decision anxiety and yeah. fatigue. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. It's the, it's the, like, 
uh, worry that whatever you do isn't actually going to do anything. Yeah. And you want to do something that's like actually going to do something. Yes. But I think what what we got to do is like stop worrying about that. Just give it a go anyway, yeah. and it might help. Yeah. And if Just if it does, cool. If not, then redirect. Be be um fear walking. Yes. Oh, snap. <laughs> Look at us just rounding it all out. Okay, hit me with your other one. Okay, um, I really don't have much to talk about this That's all right. one, but it kind of overall theme going on. So it's called Why Can't We Talk About Periods? Oh. Um, by Jen Gunter, and it was 12 minutes. Um, so she kind of talked about how it's, it's ridiculous that periods are considered taboo and what and she she's looked into like what is it that makes it a taboo subject and all of that she's like so it's not the blood because we've got no problem talking about like an injury or a bleeding nose or anything like that she's like what what is it she yeah yeah she was saying that she's she was really advocating for the fact that every woman every person regard like you can apply this to not just your period or whatever um has the right to know how their body works and they have the right to gain help if something isn't isn't right boiling it down to that not having to be um not not being made to feel that it's something that they shouldn't talk about or uh, to feel shameful about or anything like that yeah massive amount of paraphrasing going on right now don't even worry (laughs) i can't remember the name of the people who talked to um but basically, what, how she ended it and how it all boiled down was that knowledge is the power to breaking through period taboos. And it kind of links back to what we've talked about earlier today, how talking yes, is, snap, is, is the, the answer. answer. And so having these open conversations helps yes. to break down those... I reckon we've broken down those those walls at work because we talk about periods all the time. Yeah, I don't know what other people think. <laughs> I don't think it matters. I, I don't... I honestly 100% do not care because I feel robbed that no one... That it hasn't been talked about. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's and I'm like, hoping that we can make a change <laughs> by talking about it. Yeah. I love a good chat about my period. Me as too. You, as, as regular listeners will know. Yeah. <laughs> like, just constantly in awe. In awe of your period? No, in awe oh. of, like, my body. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And menstrual cycle was just one part of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, lessons from today... Talk about stuff. Talk about stuff. And do what you can. Yes. Start where you are. I'll let you go. You're whipping, whipping out all of the all of the stuff. That's so funny. I thought, I don't know why I thought we'd end up with one of the same TED Talks. There's so many. There's so many. But I, I think... I, think <laughs> I don't... Because... I don't know. I don't know because we didn't have a like set theme, so yeah. I was just like, and because we went about it two different ways. Yes, that's very true. It, it would be interesting if we'd done it if I'd done it the same way, or if I did the same way. As you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which actually going to the website and clicking on them seems like a much more um, logical way of doing it. Oh, but then it took me away from the page to go to YouTube. So 
Yeah. I, I don't think so. But at least then they'll be clustered together in like groups. informational groups, whereas yeah. I was just like scrolling through them. I've like, got oh, to admit, right. I got to admit, I did search period. Uh, did you? Because I'm like, oh, I'm wanting something <laughs> period related. I need some period chat in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and it was brief, but I agreed with it, so. Yeah, no, um, I watched one that was, like, this woman who was one of the first, Tracy Edwards, which was one of the first um, sailors to sail, uh, woman sailors to sail around the world in that race thing, which was really interesting, and I watched another one, which was a triage uh, doctor in ER, in, like, an emergency room, and she was talking about how to move your crazy life into your crazy, being crazy busy, and how to... Um, change it into like oh. how to run it like a triage in yeah. a, in an emergency room and how that helps you take the crazy out of crazy busy. Yeah. Um, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it was. I watched one who was like a CEO of a um, like a big up higher up lawyer um, in like a bank or something like that, and she was basically like this is not helping the world and she quit her job because it was just way too much for her and she didn't have any other job to go to and then um, just within that year she was asked to be CEO of this other company that was basically is re reimagining the way to do econo- economics that are like so you put in your money you like help poor people uh, it was it was based on this thing where this guy was helping poor people in Bangladesh and he had $27 he gave them $27 to get out because they were just using loan sharks and then the oh, interest rate was so high that they yeah. couldn't they by the time they paid off the interest rate they couldn't actually live their lives so then they had to get more of a loan from the loan shark and it just was a every new cycle so he breaking that cycle by giving them money as a like giving them money they pay back with the interest rate that they can afford and then that interest goes back into that like into that company to give money to other people who can pay yeah. back at the interest rate that they can afford. And then so it was like an actual like economic cycle that worked. That for is so everyone. cool. Yeah. It was really cool. I've got so many now. I've just yeah. got them all in my brain. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're like a TED Talk encyclopedia. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. What a cool idea. Yeah, it was really cool, but it just didn't have enough information for me to yeah. talk about it. Yeah, I know. That was it. That's why I kept, like, going through them. Mm. Yeah. I know what you mean. I think I also required you to do, like, the uh, the, the the name remembering the, and stuff. The little blurb there. Because we've got our, we've got our, like, method down. Yeah, we've got our system, I don't know what I mean. But, no, that's good. We did do, like, a bit of talking. I know. For, like, feeling a bit anxious about TED Talk Roulette, I think it was informative (laughs) in the end. It was informative. We had some good chats. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, anything else to add? No, I think that's us. All right, then. We'll see you, talk to you, maybe not see you, um, whoever you are. (laughs) (laughs) We're so bad at ending. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Basically, being better. Basically, every day, being every day better. Every day, give it your best. Basically, every day, being every day better.
know why you have a raging headache? No idea. Now every time I say raging headache, I think raging, raging boner. boner. I know. It's your fault.